All right, welcome back everyone to another episode of Time Out Talk. We're your host, Raphael Singer. And Hunter Leon. And there is a ton of stuff to get into. History being made, blockbuster trades, all-star news, trade rumors, with the deadline being tomorrow at 3 p.m. So uh, we're actually going to split this episode in kind of to two pieces. Uh, the first one, we're just going to talk about some of the news. And then tomorrow, uh, after the trade deadline, we're going to recap all the trades uh and yeah just so we don't have to make a new episode because it doesn't make any sense because if a bunch of big things happen we're going to come back what six days later and talk about the things that happened almost a week ago at that point so so let's just jump into it with the biggest story this is a a huge story last night against the oklahoma city thunder lebron james became the all-time leading scorer in the nba surpassing kareem abdul jabbar um you know he hit that fadeaway shot in the third quarter um to do it and then the nba had a ceremony for him truly incredible things like this was a record that nobody ever thought would be broken and lebron james did it and he's still making history so hunter i mean i just want to get your initial like thoughts on this incredible achievement and how do you think this affects the goat conversation yeah i think for the most part people have their minds made up whether they think it's kobe or sorry, not Kobe. MJ. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe's the first name I thought of. But, but um, whether it's MJ, LeBron, Kareem, or anybody else, I think that people have their minds made up as to what, like, you know, who they think the GOAT is. And for the most part, I think that depends on what generation you grew up and who you grew up idolizing and watching. And I think we've seen that throughout history. A lot of the players of the 60s and the 70s support you know, they support Kareem as their GOAT. And then there's players of the 80s and 90s and some of the 2000s who say it's MJ. And then, you know, the, the this newer generation of people say it's LeBron. And I don't think that this changes most people's opinions of LeBron. Uh, I think when it's all said and done, we'll see where LeBron stands. But for me, this doesn't change where I think LeBron is because we also have to put into perspective, there's a guy like Carl Malone, third all-time scoring leader, and that doesn't make him one of the best of all time. So, you know, there's perspective to put on certain things, and that doesn't take anything away from LeBron James, because this is such an incredible achievement. It was a really cool shot. This game really had the atmosphere of, like, Kobe's last game is, like, the yeah. closest thing I can relate it to. Like, every time LeBron had the ball, the fans just wanted him to shoot it. Media was there, all the A-list celebrities... Like, it was just a really cool atmosphere. And I thought it was a little funny that they did the celebration right in the middle of the quarter. <laughs> <laughs> like, 10 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, like, Shea Gildas Alexander just on the sidelines, like, hey, can we play? And then the Oklahoma <laughs> City Thunder ended up winning the game. Unbelievable. Yeah, oh, I, for, with having that, I just want to add a, a quick question for you. Are we going to have to start talking about this Lakers season as possibly more of a failure than the Lakers last season? Considering that Russell Westbrook has played above expectations for this year. Like he's doing what you would have wanted him to do coming into this team. The Lakers have been healthy for the most part. So there's no excuses. I mean, yes, Anthony Davis was out for some time, but mm-hmm. he's been he- present and the Lakers still can't seem to win games, even as a healthy roster. Could we put, are we going to have to start looking at, at this as more of a failure than last season? Because we're worse in the standings than we were last year. Yeah. I mean, I would say that, um, I would say that it is in a certain sense. Like, as you said, I think there was a lot of expectations coming in because last year was obviously a big disappointment. And I don't want to delve too deep into the Lakers talk because, as we said, there's so much to get into. Mm -hmm. But I will say that 
considering the expectations, considering how well Russell Westbrook has played for the most part this year, and you know some of the revelations in like Austin Reeves being really good uh, and stuff like that. Um, also, new coach, so like an entire di- different culture. I would say to, um, I would say so. Yeah, if you told but, me Russell Russell Westbrook was going to come in, average eighteen seven seven off on, the bench, yeah, off the bench, and buy into that, and LeBron was going to be healthy the entire season, maybe miss a few games here and there. Yeah, if the if you told me Anthony Davis was going to miss half the regular season, I'd still say, cool, the Lakers will probably end up like a, a six to seven seed at that point. Yeah, and I mean, there's we're sitting at big 13. controversies about the refs and Lakers closing out games, but putting that all aside, because I mean, let's talk more about like, you know, this historic achievement right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. What, I, what are your I, thoughts? I never asked you. Yeah, so I mean, I think that this uh, record by LeBron is incredible, like, I think this was like such an exciting moment. Like I wasn't expecting to have such a big reaction upon LeBron hitting that shot, but like I literally like jumped out of my seat and like started running around. It was so like cool to see like LeBron is a guy that we all grew up with. Like we've known him our entire lives playing in basketball at at an all time level. And for him to break this achievement is incredible, especially from a guy that people say is not like a natural score. I saw a clip of JJ Redick talking about this, about like one of the biggest sort of, false criticisms against LeBron is that he's not a, a pure scorer in the same sense as like a guy like Kobe or Carmelo Anthony or Allen Iverson or, you know, these, these scores, but LeBron, he has a longevity. He has, I think the third or like, or no, he's the fifth highest career scoring average of all time. And, you know, he's been doing this for, for so long. And really besides maybe his free throws, there's never really been a truly weak part of his game. Uh, for scoring and so I think if anything like I agree with you I don't think this is changing anybody's goat um, like people's goat pick because like people before this if they thought LeBron was the goat they're going to keep doing that and if people thought Michael was the goat they're going to keep doing that or if they thought Kareem like you know keep it going but I think what this could do is just change like people's perception about LeBron as a scorer like he no longer is he just like a pass first guy, a guy who like does a bit of everything. This is a guy who can score at an all time level. And that's what we we witnessed throughout his career. And I think yesterday that is what was solidified with him breaking that record. You do. Would you agree with me here? Yeah, absolutely. I think now is a good time to move on from this historic you know, event of LeBron and that greatness. Cause we can't appreciate that enough, but mm-hmm. the all-star reserves were announced. Uh, yep. Before we get into All-Star Reserves, really quickly, I have a question for you. Do you think this has ever happened in NBA history where one of the starters in the East was traded to the West? Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Is is Kyrie going to now start in the West because Steph Curry is going to be out for the game? Are they going to bring in an Eastern player or are they going to bring in the Western player? That's a question we got to ask. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I'm they say, I didn't even think about that, but that's a, that's a great point. Um, yeah. But... You want to get into the all-star yeah, reserves? Yeah, let's get into the reserves. for. So to start in the West, we're going to have John Morant, Shea Gilgis, Alexander. Yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry, no, I meant like starting with the Western Conference. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but John Morant, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Damian Lillard, Paul George, DeMontis Sabonis, my man, Jaron <laughs> Jackson Jr., and Laurie Markkinen. Uh, I'll continue down to the East. We have Tyrese Halliburton. Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, Julius Randle, Joel Embiid, and Bam Adebayo. So 
there's a lot of outrage, not because any of these guys don't deserve it, but because there's so many players who did deserve it, and there's only so many spots. So I want to get your initial thoughts on both this Western Conference and Eastern Conference, and if you want to talk about any snubs or any particular players you feel should not be on these lists. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of guys here that I am really glad made it. I think uh, I'll start with Laurie Markinen. He's playing at a like an a, a most improved player, uh, I think, definitively this year. And he's definitely been playing at an all-star level throughout the year. He's been incredible. You know, what what a season he's had. So I'm really glad he got the recognition in the all-star game and he got selected. Uh, I mean, the obvious names like Dame. Uh, glad to see him here. Jaws like a lock. Shea is a first-time All-Star, and I think, you know, the season he's had, he 100% deserves that. But I guess in the West, also I want to say DeMontis Sabonis, he has been playing at an incredible level on, like, the t- a top three team in the West. For sure, he should have been an All-Star, and so good to see that. But Jaron Jackson Jr., I, I don't understand this pick at all. I think that, you know... There's a lot of guys that I would have like. There's maybe three guys I would have put above him. The only reason I could see him being picked is because the Memphis Grizzlies are like a, a top seeded team in the West. But you know, there's that whole controversy. I'm not sure if you followed it about like the Memphis Grizzlies scorekeeper and how they were like misattributing blocks for Jaron Jackson. Yeah, that that was debunked, by the way. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's not real. Okay, well, regardless, I don't think that Jaron Jackson Jr. is an All Star caliber player. I think he's like one of those guys. That is like very good, but will never make the all-star team. That's kind of where I thought he would be at. But, you know, this is just such a questionable pick, especially because you have guys in the West like Anthony Edwards or Anthony Davis, you know, two of the Anthonys that could have made it, or even a guy like De'Aaron Fox. Um, I know that there's some position stuff there, but still, like those are three guys that I think definitely deserve to make the all-star team above Jaron Jackson. So I think in the West, they mostly got it right, but... I would say J- Jaron Jackson Jr. You mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, for me, I I feel like they got it right, like you said, except for Jaron Jackson Jr., but I think we have different reasonings. I can understand the pick. The coaches obviously very much valued winning this season, uh, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is an incredible defensive player. He's more like a Rudy Gobert-style pick, um, yeah, in so. my opinion. Like, you know, Rudy Gobert isn't going to put up flashy. He's not going to give you 20 and 10. He's going to probably be averaging like 16 and 12 or 16 8 which was still better than what jaron jackson's putting up um but i definitely think that anthony edwards should have been this pick uh that he really deserved it the timberwolves don't have an all-star this season when i think they definitely deserve one um so obviously that's a team with less winning and then darren fox another guy who really did deserve to be in in this i think anthony davis we can talk about him separately i think the amount of games he missed multiplied with his poor play, not in just recent times, but just throughout the year, he just hasn't looked like himself. And the Lakers being the, such a low seed, there's no way the Lakers can have two All-Stars. So I think De'Aaron Fox and Anthony Edwards should be a little upset here, but I don't think Anthony Davis has had any reason to be an All-Star this year. That's fair. I'm just saying he's a big name. And he, he I mean, this is a guy we're talking about as a top 10 player a couple weeks ago when he was playing at, at a very high level. So I'm saying like, He's certainly a name that was in this conversation, but I agree. I think if I would have made made this pick, I would have given it to Anthony Edwards. I mean, let's talk about, you know, we value playing games in this league a lot. Anthony Edwards has played, I think, every single game thus far this season. Yeah, you know, he's put up the fifth most, you know, the the fourth most points in the entire NBA this season. He's had a very, very quietly good season because the Timberwolves have been very underwhelming. We've sort of failed to recognize how good Anthony Edwards has been. Um, 
So, yeah, I really would have loved to see him being picked. And, yeah, I sort of see where you're coming from with this, like, Rudy Gobert analogy for Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I just think that Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, just doesn't have the same defensive impact as Rudy Gobert. I think Rudy Gobert, at least in the regular season, is a much more impactful player. Like, Jaron Jackson Jr. will fill up the stat sheet, but it's it doesn't have it doesn't carry the same significance, you know? The like, the advanced stats would say that he's a better defender than Rudy Gobert. I don't believe advanced stats, especially for defense. I think I, I, that's exactly defense. that's what I was gonna say. I yeah. was gonna say advanced stats aren't a great metric because you, the eye test still matters, and you need to see how players actually impact the game. Uh, but I think we both agree that Jaron Jackson Jr. is the only guy here who stands out. Who I could be like, oh, I think maybe that could have been a different pick. But that's still not to say that Jaron Jackson Jr. isn't deserving of an all-star selection because I still think he had enough impact, but sure. I didn't think he had enough of an impact for him to be over these two other think, guys. Yeah, I don't think he was better than the the other players that were competing for the same spot. I, not to yeah. say he's not played at a uh, very, very high level this season because he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, the, yeah, if yeah. I just want to jump into this real quick and then you can comment. I think the East is very similar. Um, you know, like a lot of good names to see on here for the first time, like, uh, Tyrese Halliburton is the name that comes to mind. You know, he's been phenomenal this season with the Pacers, a big reason why they've been so successful. Um, good to see Julius Randle here again, you know, back to being an all-star after he had sort of that down year last year. And uh, Bam Adebayo, who I think has been the best player for the Heat this season. And it's probably, I think he's the favorite right now to win defense player of the year, which is incredible. Yeah. So he's, he's been, been having great. a great season. I guess the only name that stands out here, speaking of defensive players, is Drew Holiday. I I, I don't get this one, man. I'm sorry because I know he's a he's a good player and he's a great defender. But you know, when there's so many talented guards in the East, James Harden, Trey Young, Jalen Brunson, even Jimmy Butler can be considered a guard sometimes. Um, like I, I just don't understand this pick. Do, do you like? Do you agree with this? Like, do you see where they were coming from? Yeah, I. I see where they were coming from for the start of the season. Drew Holiday stepped up big time this season in minutes where Chris Middleton wasn't available, and he really looked like the number two guy on that team, putting up 30-point nights, you know, multiple double-digit assist nights in a row. Like, he really looked great. But he tapered off towards the the second quarter of the season, which is why I was confused with him here a little bit. Um, I do think he deserves it. Again, like just like Jaron Jackson Jr., great player. I think in a lot of other seasons in the NBA, he would be an all-star. But I can name way more guys in the West, or way more guys in the East than in the West who deserve the spot. You're, we're talking about Trey Young, James Harden, Jalen Brunson, and Jimmy Butler. That's four yeah. guys who all really did deserve it. If I had to pick two guys who I think deserved it the most, it would have been Trey Young and James Harden. I agree. I, agree. I, th- I think Trey Young... He started the season really poorly, very bad efficiency, but the Hawks have moved up a lot in the standings and he's played a lot better. And James Harden has been consistent throughout this entire season. He's leading the league in in um, assists and he has not played enough games to actually qualify for that, which is why I can understand not him not getting the pick, but at the very least, Trey Young should have gotten it. If, if you're saying James Harden can't get it because of games played. Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing, the only knock to Trey Young this season has been his efficiency. Like, he's been downright abysmal sometimes. I think he's averaging, like, 42% field goal, like, 30% from three. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, he's putting up 27 and 10. And that's got to mean something. I think that 
I'm personally not a big Trey Young fan. I'm really just not a huge fan of his game. I think I'm not either. Yeah, so I think we're in the same boat. But I think we can both recognize as objective fans of basketball that he is, you know, one of the best guards, especially in the East. Um, and numbers wise, and honestly, impact wise, I think he's been actually. I don't. I wouldn't go as far as impact wise, but numbers wise, at least, like he is for sure playing at an All Star level. Yeah, because um, the Hawks have been a fairly disappointing season. This team as well, but. Then when you look at the flip side of James Harden, the Sixers have been where you'd expect them to be. They've been a, a great team in the East. And James Harden is really coming back. He's having a bounce back season. A lot of people thought he would, and he has. Been hitting the three at a good clip, mm-hmm. good efficiency, and he's been finding his teammates and still averaging over 20 points per game. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's all, 100% an all-star. Like, yeah, and uh, I mean, honestly, I would have, like, for me personally, I'm picking James Harden as that guy, as that last I agree. in the East. Um, because I mean, he's been playing at a high level. He's been impacting winning. So he has the numbers, he has the winning, he has the efficiency. The only thing, the only knock against him is games played. But I mean, he, he's played like 36 games. It's not like, it's not like he's been pl- putting up like, Anthony he played, game numbers, he, put, he played more than Zion and Zion's a starter. Exactly. So there was really like no, no reason for the Drew Holiday pick. I mean, good for him. As you said, none of the people on this list are like, not all-star caliber players, just some players are more deserving than others. And I think that in this case, James Harden was that guy that kind of got left out. Um, I, I have a question for you because we did talk about last time how the all-star draft is going to be this kind of schoolyard picks. Um, oh, real quick, before you, you get there, I, yeah. I had, do have one thing for you. I did want to talk about Jimmy Butler and Jalen Brunson a little bit sure, because yeah. they're also two deserving guys. Um, I think Jalen Brunson's having a great season with New York. And... I mean, he's what he's come in and did what he was expected to do. Um, and as far as Jimmy Butler goes, I think he's had what you'd expect of a Jimmy Butler season. Yeah. But, but Bam Adebayo has just been a better player, and there's no way you can give the Heat two All Stars this year. Yeah. But I mean, look at his numbers; they're pretty much identical to like what he's been putting up the past three years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with yeah. you there. Like. I'm not. I can't be too mad at Jimmy not being picked. You know. Yeah. But why? Why do you think we value Trey Young and James Harden more than we value Jalen Brunson in this, in this right. scenario? I was looking at James, uh, Jimmy Butler's um, basketball reference the, page and the haircut, <laughs> the, the dreads. It's so funny. He trolled the whole NBA by coming in on media day with those uh, extensions. And yeah. Then, so when like, they every single game he plays <laughs> in, like even in the postseason, it'll have him with dreads. Yeah, it's so funny. But anyway, sorry, what was your question? I was saying, why do you think that we are valuing Trey Young and James Harden more than we're valuing Jalen Brunson here? Like, what do you think Jalen Brunson, what's that gap? Why is he not in this conversation? With I would say the biggest difference between them is is their ability to facilitate and get others involved. I think that they do it at a much higher level than Jalen Brunson. I think he's a very talented scorer. And I think he's getting better as a playmaker and as a guy who can really run an offense. But, you know, Trey Young and James Harden are guys that you can build your whole offense around and they'll get everybody involved. You know, Jalen Brunson is getting to that level. But I think that, you know, he at times he's not the best player on the court and he has sort of Julius Randle to rely on to get buckets. Um, Julius Randle is definitely the best player on that team. And that's, yeah. again, another team I don't think you can give two all-stars. Exactly. So... I guess in that sense, like, sure. Um, so real quickly, let's let's run through all the teams with two all stars and see if we feel like that's we're yeah. comfortable with that. So the the Grizzlies have two all stars. 
Yep. Sure. Uh, I mean, like, obviously, we we talked about how we disagree with the Jaron Jackson pick, but the in principle, the the Grizzlies having two is fine. The the Bucks have two All Stars. Yeah, same uh, same idea. And, or the Nets sort of. <laughs> the Nets have. Uh, I guess the Mavs. The Mavs have two All Stars. Mavs do have two All Stars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that trade uh, tomorrow when we talk about the all the end of deadline stuff. For those of you wondering why we're not talking about it yet. Yeah, so I guess I'm cool with those teams being picked. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I think that as long as they're like a top team, and they have oh, and the Celtics, of course. Oh yeah, I, I felt, felt like we were forgetting one. Um, yeah, so I think those are fine. Obviously, the personnel is a little bit iffy, and that's what we were just talking about. But I think in principle, it's it works for me. Like if a team like Miami or LA like had two, um, it would just feel a little weird, just because these teams have not been very good this year. Um, yeah. But moving on, just really quick for like the All Star reserves. So we obviously talked about last time this this schoolyard draft style. And so, like, LeBron and Giannis are going to be picking the starters and then picking their bench. So I was wondering, actually, okay, let's let's do this because I think this is kind of the last topic we want to talk about. Let's do, like, a little mock draft right now. Ooh, I, you're Giannis, I'll, I'm LeBron or something? <laughs> I was going to be LeBron, but you, hey, you can oh, be LeBron. Okay, I can be, I, can, I can be Giannis. I got the Giannis jersey. It's okay. You do, you do. Okay, so I'll be, I'll be LeBron. Uh, since I came up with the idea, I'll let you go first. And then I'll oh, keep so kind of you. Are are we gonna do starters as well or just the reserves? Uh, let's just do the reserves because that's what came out. So I'll keep track. Right okay, now. okay. All right. Since I'm Giannis, I have to draft horribly. <laughs> uh, with my first pick, with my first pick in the 2023 All Star Draft, I will select Drew Holiday, my teammate. No, 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 no. Uh, no, but um. I'm gonna take Joel Embiid, Embiid. African brother. Yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> solid pick right there. I mean, can't okay. be mad at that. Um, are are you keeping tabs on the teams? I am. Yeah. So my next pick or my first pick, I'm gonna go with. Ooh, this is a tough one. Honestly, this is a tough one. I guess the the next best guy might have to be. I want to say Damian Lillard. Honestly. That's who I would have taken. Yeah, I would take Damian Lillard. Okay. Who are you, who are you gonna take next? Uh, with my second pick, I will have to take Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Jalen Brown off the board. Man, I mean, for my next best player, I feel like. Hmm. I feel like I don't want to go to the East right now. I feel I feel like I might have to take, I might have to take Shea with my next pick. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna take Shea Gilgis Alexander. I think you know. Okay. I think I was worried that you were gonna take my next pick. You taking Ja? Ja Morant. Yep, I thought so. I I need my, I need my shooting guard, but I got Ja Morant. I think that Jalen Brown, Giannis, and Embiid. Ooh. I think that look. I think that. It's arguable that Shea has been having a better season than John Morant this year. 
Would you agree with that? Individually, yes. I could yeah, so that's what that. I'm saying in the All-Star draft. Like, I also think that, oh, actually, Ja would be electric in the All-Star draft. In the All-Star yeah, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm picking Ja, man. Damn. All right. Well, I got to be. I gotta make up for it with this next pick. Um. So with my next pick, I'm going to take – I'm going to take a guy who, you know, can throw it down sometimes. I'm taking Paul George here. Damn, that's what I wanted. I needed my I needed my 3 or my 2. Yeah, so, so yeah, I got a nice I got a nice, you know, backcourt right now. You know, we're going to have hmm. We're going to have a big team on my uh, on my end. Oh, uh, it'll no. be good. We're gonna take Bam out of bio. Damn it, man! I needed him for my defense. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you're gonna have no defense. All right. Well, that means I got my team is so big. Giannis, Embiid, and Bam. Bam's my three. Jesus. Um. Okay. We got. We still got shooting. We still got shooting. We got Joel Embiid. Bam out of bio can space the floor, and we still got the two shooters. Bam out of bio can space the floor. A little oh, bit in the mid range, mid range, mid range. Come mid-range. on now, let's be honest. <laughs> Giannis, can space. Giannis. All right, I'm fully gonna just lean into this three point angle, and with my next pick, I think I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to take Laurie Markin in here. Mm. You know, the marksman. He's gonna light it up from three. He can play my four. Um, so I'll take Laurie. Yeah. My next pick, I'm gonna have to take somebody who's gonna light it up with the passes. I'm gonna take cool. Tyrese Halliburton. Okay, Tyrese, that's a solid pick. That's a solid pick. I like Tyrese. I like Tyrese. He's a, he's who's a, left? Who we got left? I think we got he, Sabonis. Sabonis, DeRozan, Drew, Randall, and Jaron Jackson. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So Who I'm. I think. Next? I think with my next pick, uh, I mean, I need a big man, so I'm gonna take. Jaron Jackson Jr. I know, and also he can—he's a guy who can stretch the floor for Whoa. sure. Over Julius Randle. I need defense, man. I'm telling you, I need defense. Okay, okay, he's gonna okay. rack up some blocks, and he's a guy who can, you know, spread space the floor. I don't need Julius Randle doing a spin move to a turnover. You know what I'm saying? All right. From next guy, I'm gonna take somebody who, when it comes down to it, he can he can hit the three down the stretch. And he's gonna win me a game, and I'm gonna take Demar Derozan. I knew, I knew it, I knew it. You're taking Derozan. That's fine. That's fine. Well, I have, I have uh, Dame Lillard on my team. Paul George. All these guys are clutch players. I don't, and don't even joke about playoff P because he's a different man. Hey, don't sleep on the lobs I got on my team. The Tyrese to Giannis gonna be. That is gonna be, be nice. I won't even lie. So, who's left? We got Sabonis, Brown, or Sabonis. And Holiday and Randall, that's it. Yep. So you get to... it's, I I pick one, and then you're left with, uh, or no, no I, then I pick one, and you're left. Oh, okay. wait, no, wait, no, wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. I did the first pick, so how's that possible? How would you also be left with one? Oh, I think I, I just know you would be left I was with one. To pick two in the beginning. Oh, okay. Whatever. Well... whatever. I still like my team <laughs> more than yours. So let me. Okay, let me just pick two here then to make up for it. Is that cool? Okay. No, that's All fine. Right. So with these next two, um, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna actually bring a guy who's not even an all-star. James Harden, welcome to the team. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, w- I would though, but between Sabonis, Holiday, and Randall, I'm gonna take 
I'm taking Drew Holiday and Julius Randle. Wow, you're leaving with my favorite player. I, know, I was going to pick him next. I was going to pick him next. Let's go. My team's big, man. I got big bodies on my team. All right, so here are the final teams. Um, and I guess the audience can decide who ended up drafting better. I per- Me personally, I think I drafted a better team. That's laughable. I- That's laughable. Okay, so you have Joel Embiid, Jalen Brown, John Morant, Bam Adebayo, Tyrese Halliburton, DeMar DeRozan, and Sabonis. That sounds pretty fire, not going to lie. And my team is Damian Lillard, Shea Gilders-Alexander, Paul George, Lori Markkinen, Jaron Jackson Jr., Drew Holiday, and Julius Randle. You're going to get gobbled in the paint, and I have perimeter defenders still. I still can I can guard the three, and I'm going to dominate the paint. That's, I guess, the, the biggest criticism of my team is that my paint presence is not very good. You have no paint presence. I, but, well, you, I, okay, I have you, you still do have LeBron. You still have LeBron. Yeah, I, I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a guy who's going to come in and, you know. But he's going to defend Bam, Embiid, and Giannis all at once? Bam, Embiid, and Giannis. You're playing all three of them at the same time? Yeah. You're playing Embiid at the four? or No, Embiid at the five, Giannis at the four, and Bam at the three. Bam at the three? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're using Bam at the three. Why not? Run, the three run, it's the run, all-star run, game. It's the run, all-star run, game. Bonus at the two. Why not? Sabonis so at the two, we're going with it. We're going with the big man lineup. And then And then have, we'll we'll have a true one. We'll have a true one. Tyree oh Tyrese to facilitate at the one. Yep. Tyrese or or we can stick with uh Jalen Brown. So what would be your he, like what would be your five man out like off the bench? You know, you're subbing out all your starters, you're putting your five in, what do you who are you putting out on the floor? Ideally the five wait, can you repeat my team back? Yeah, Embiid, Brown, Morant, Adebayo, Halliburton, DeRozan, Sabonis. Oh, Jaw's starting. I totally forgot Jaw's got to be starting. Okay, so Jaw, Jaw at the one. Oh, are you talking about my starters or my bench? Like, players? like your starters come off, and then this is your like bench five coming oh, on. Okay, Tyrese is going to be off the bench because okay. Jaw's got to start. Then... No, I'm saying no, no, no. You already have your starters. Like, I'm saying like you're starting five. Like. I'm I'm saying of these players, like who's... Oh, of these players, who's gonna be my next five? Yeah, your next five. Okay, okay so assuming I don't have Giannis, because he would be starting. Yeah, he would be starting. Uh, so obviously Joel's gotta be at the, the five. Yep. I'll have Bam at the four. Uh-huh. I'll have Jaw at the one, Brown at the two, and at the three, I'll probably run I, I think you put Sabon or uh I mean DeRozan here. Yeah, DeRozan, yeah, DeRozan at the three. It's a solid lineup. So really yeah. who's your five who's your five because you can't get brown I, guess, I mean mine is just this mine is dame at the one shay at the two paul george at the three laurie at the four and then uh jaron jackson at the five laurie's gonna get eaten alive bro it's fine man Wait, look we got four five shooters across the board man. i have no flaws on my team no flaws no uh, no weakness on defense no weakness on defense some questionable shooting from three that the doesn't road- matter DeRozan's never been a great career shooter. Ja he has been recently. Been shooter. Mm, still, he's been like a just pretty much an average shooter. I have sharp shooters across the board. I'm lighting up the scoreboard. You might score 149 points, but I'm scoring 150. Okay. I don't buy it. I do not right. buy it. Well, like we said, this is all we had time to get to today, but there's going to be a lot to cover tomorrow, so make sure you stick around uh, and tune into that episode as we break down all the trades that are going to happen on the trade deadline and obviously break down this Kyrie Irving trade that just occurred uh, very recently. So with that, 
Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Uh, yep. Take care. Peace. Bye-bye.